Welcome to Now Try This, the podcast where two best friends get together every week to try some new things. I'm Marcus, and that superhero, critical role-loving, bookshelf motherfucker is uh, Nicholas. How you doing? Sarah Moon. Nice. You like my new bookshelf? I like it. Guys, if you are listening to the pod and not watching us live on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at twitch.tv slash now try this cast, you are missing out because I got myself the exact same bookcase because I moved, but I rearranged <laughs> stuff and it looks cool. You want to see my favorite part? Yeah, my favorite show part me. is I color-coded my books. But I also color-coded the action figures wow. with the books. Wow, I like that. Come on. I Tell like me that's that. not dope. I like that. Yeah? I don't like when people color-coordinate their books. I feel like that means they don't actually read them, and they're for a design. But, but with the action figures, hell yeah, that's good. I like it. Well, because I downsized, so I only have one shelf worth of books. And, oh, Drum Bum in the chat, bookshelf motherfucker, likes it. Drum Bum, got me this one right here. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, nice. Thank you Andrew. Hell nice. yeah, hell yeah. Marcus, I am good. I am here. We are Now Try This. Now Try This is a show where two best friends try each other's things, and this week <laughs> we are trying your thing. Yes, and my your thing. thing. But before we get to that, guys, we want to thank everyone that has been participating in our giveaway following us on new socials any new people out there listening to us welcome if you're coming here from critical role content or coming here from pokemon content we would love to do more of that content you just let us know you want it and we will do it but for now we are doing new movie that no one cares about and an older movie that no one talked about because it's marcus's challenge that's the fun of the podcast right when we're like rocket shooting ourselves into space with how much like extra people we have watching, listening, subscribing, joining us every week. I decide to give the most irrelevant thing I could possibly think of not on purpose, but because the core of the show is that it's things we like. And I watched Cyrano and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, I want to share this. And then I remembered that there was this other Cyrano adaptation that I also wanted you to watch. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Instead of doing two separate episodes about Cyrano, let's just do one big episode with both things Cyrano related. To be fair, Cyrano comes out at all other theaters tomorrow. So it is timely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's do, very do timely. I think, do I think? And it's also it think, got an Oscar nomination. Do, so do I, for like what? Like makeup? Costumes. That's the thing. Costumes. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> it's super. Is. So uh, listen, do I think that a, a musical period piece uh-huh. based off of a play from 1897 g- gonna get us people clamoring? Yes. Here? No. But if you ended up here. Because you like our other content, stick around, because I promise we'll have a good time talking about Cyrano and the half of it. But before we get to that, guys, I just want to tell Marcus, I love you, best friend. How are you doing today, sir? What is life like? How are you doing? Give me the the skinny, the lowdown, the 411, the hot goss. What is happening? I feel like you're prepping me for you to absolutely destroy both of these things and you're being nice so i appreciate that i like the the buffer content here i'm doing well i'm doing well no ulterior motives doing well i I am here to 
do a show and we're about to do the show that's what recently we're doing. exciting news under contract for a house so might be <clears throat> moving soon i might have a new setup here i'm gonna try to work really hard to get something fun and interesting behind me but like for a now, color coordinated this. bookshelf <laughs> like maybe a corn color coordinated bookshelf or at least one action figure that isn't this haunted doll here but the haunted doll comes to the new house the that haunted a... doll definitely comes to the house. Yeah, the, it's right next yeah. to Cemetery 2. So I'm hoping that like the combination of those two things will really spice things up because this doll hasn't been doing enough haunting in the house. I know. Guys, if you want to hear the tale of Arlene, go check out our Chucky episode where we bought, bought a haunted, a haunted doll, doll <laughs> from eBay. And it now lives with Marcus in his home. I and love it. It's he great. Thinks, he thinks nothing's been happening, but he's been behind the scenes telling me about a lot of stress and strife he's been going through in his life. I don't know. Is it our wow. lead's fault? I never thought about Is it that our way. Lead? Maybe, maybe it took this long to find a home, a house, because Arlene wanted to live next to the cemetery. You ever think oh, of that, Marcus? Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. She needs some company. Oh, That's my right. God. She's been influencing all of my decisions this whole time. Holy shit. Arlene. Oh my god. You sassy lady. Listen, I've never seen that sweater before. Did you choose it or did Arlene? Actually, <laughs> shout out to my girlfriend Darren. She knitted the sweater. She knitted that? She knitted the sweater. Mm-hmm. I would pay 60 bucks at HM for that sweater. <laughs> that is a nice ass sweater. That's a real, like, that's like a real sweater. That's it's not a like real a, sweater. Oh, I, I knitted something for you and it's like cute and like, oh, I'll, I'll let me wear it out of like necessity because mm-hmm. you did it. That's a dope looking sweater. It's a great sweater. I love it. It's like super comfy. I wear it to go to sleep. It's nice. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow. I um uh lifting up the veil. I bought my partner knitting things for Valentine's Day and she has yet to knit me anything. I'm just saying. It is now <laughs> 10 days after Valentine's That's Day. That's a lot of time. I am She could have knitted two sweaters I'm not by wearing now. a sweater. I'm not wearing a scarf. No mug cozy for me. I'm sure she's watching and she's livid about the things I'm saying out loud. Nick but, had- um, I don't have a sweater, so... Have you tried anything new? I, I Other than upsetting your girlfriend in the chat, <laughs> have you tried anything no, new? No, I haven't. I've just been trying to live my life, doing gig to gig, moving into this new place. I am I'm so happy to be living with my partner. It's been so great being able to come home to the same place to a loving person every day. So I haven't been trying anything new because that's been taking up all my energy of thinking about life, uh, hmm. enjoying this new space that we have well nick we're both in love we're both like making new strides to further that love and passion and i feel like that's a so let's take some time to talk about what is wrong with the concept of love let's talk about your challenge uh would you like to start sir with the half of it or with cyrano i was gonna ask you that which one do you want to talk about because i feel like i don't know I would say I know what I want to talk about, but you, I don't know your reactions. So whatever, based on your reaction to both of them, do the order. The one you want to get through more quickly, let's start with that one, I guess. I feel like starting with the timely one makes sense. I also feel like starting with the Cyrano film makes sense because it is the classic. It is a reimagining, but of the classic, while the other one's like a loose take, same as like 10 things I hate about you is taming of the shoe, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It is, but it's like not. Yeah. But like it is, you know? So I think starting with, uh, and it's the one that I mo- more recently watched. So I think Peter Dinklage's okay. vehicle, Cyrano. Let's start with. a place to start. Marcus, that... why did you give me Cyrano? Because you're not a period piece boy. You're not a musical boy. You're not a I rom- love musicals. What are you talking boy? about? I'm not a musical boy. Are you kidding me? Well, how many me? have you given me on the podcast? That's true. I haven't. Because you've seen them all. It's hard. It's like, it's like comic book but movies. It's hard to give you comic movies because you see them all you're right oh, please go ahead nick i love musicals i love cyrano no i don't 
I okay. Here's what happened. I watched. <laughs> I went to the when the pandemic started. Let me center myself. When the pandemic started, yeah, we're not on a time clock, Marcus. This and we had you time speed you want off from work, but mm-hmm. it was still spreading. People were just starting to wear masks, but uh, nothing has really been canceled yet. I went uh-huh. to a a showing of. Cyrano. Oh, the the play? The play starring oh. James McAvoy. You saw that? Yes. Oh shit. And it was a broadcast and I watched it and I really enjoyed the story, but there was a disconnect because James McAvoy is hot. hot as fuck. Yeah. He is one of the hottest people. He's just very yeah. hot, okay? And yeah. the story for those of you who don't know is about a man with uh, a flaw of some kind like his in the specifically he has a big nose so because of his big nose no one will love him people see him as ugly he's deemed a freak so they didn't have makeup on james mcavoy or anything they didn't have shit on james mcavoy he was just up there being hot as fuck being like oh no one will ever love me woe is me and then oh, he just i'm it, sure he acted so good he but acted so well i love that and dude but <laughs> I could suspend my disbelief, but when the act, one of the most beautiful people I've seen is telling me how ugly they are and everyone around them is like, yeah, that guy's ugly. I'm like, what world am I living in? <laughs> so it completely like, I, I don't know. I liked it a lot, but I didn't feel as connected to it. And then when I watched this version of it, like seeing Peter Dinklage perform Cyrano, I was like, man, like th- I really connect more with this version of it because yeah. if you know like people see him differently people treat him differently because yeah. of the way he looks Peter Dinklage, and like very handsome but yes. the chip on his shoulder makes sense yeah exactly yes i mean like even now like you have so many people in society just like being shitty to people who are different you know and like yeah. even recently he was upset about like snow white and the seven dwarves and like there's still issues related to his looks and his appearance in society and so i was like oh this is much more relatable and believable of a role than james mcavoy doing it yeah agreed and i'm sure you're in the same boat as me where you think peter dinklage is awesome because of game of thrones i mean watching him on that show for eight seasons the highs and lows of it great yes he's one of the best parts of it yeah and after seeing him in this film i was like i don't think the film is perfect by any means, I think okay, I have. I have, we're talk about I have a lot. I have <laughs> negative things to say about the film, but I think that Peter Dinklage like acted the shit out of this film. Like, I think he did an incredible job. Granted, they had to auto tune his voice for a lot of things because it's a musical and he had to sing. That's fine, whatever. But like, I think he deserves some credit for the acting he does in this film and he is he's getting some nominations here and there for different stuff he's getting notoriety he definitely is yeah i would uh not to interrupt you i would agree with you that peter dinklage in this film is amazing i mean peter dinklage has such an air and gravitas about him and and not to put him in a box, but the fact that he's a man of such small stature, but when he's on stage, you I, I'm not paying attention to that. I don't notice that. He is just so verbose in the way mm-hmm. he speaks yeah. and his presence and his charisma that, you know, and 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 there's an added thing because the things he's talking about, about being different and having the chip on his shoulder for being small and you know every time he's like oh this insults again what else you got you know it's real right because yeah. like you know he and he's openly talked about it he's faced and those 
comments have shaped yeah. the person who he is, like in real life. And everybody who ever talks about Peter Dinklage, like on all the Game of Thrones interviews and things like that, people always talk about how humble and great of a person he is. And mm-hmm. you can tell people gravitate towards him. And, you know, that happens in this film. Cyrano is a person that everyone's gravitating towards, even though they have been given this lot in life that some see as a negative. Yeah. And, you know, at no point are you um, are anything but on Peter's side this entire fucking film. I think you, know? you, you touch on a really good point. I think Peter Dinklage commands a room oh, yeah. and Cyrano commands a room. Like, even though he is self-conscious about his looks and he has a hard time figuring out what love is and he, his, he's sort of experiencing unrequited love, he still is a confident man and has had to overcome this obstacle. Whereas... When I was watching James McAvoy perform, he did a fucking fantastic job. He's a great actor, but yeah. he is someone who just by looking at him, you're like, oh, I want to look at that guy. You know what I mean? Whereas P- Peter Dinklage is someone that people might want to look away from. Right. So wow, like yeah. in the same way, Peter Dinklage has to command a room if he wants the attention that people like James McAvoy just get. Beautifully said. That that being said, you know, I, I and because I've, I don't want that my next comments to tarnish Peter Dinklage's name in any way. <laughs> I also think, I think a lot of people in this film did a really good job. I think sure, yeah. uh, Haley ben, Bennett, uh, Kel- Kelvin, Harrison Jr., Ben mm-hmm. Mendelsohn, even as the Duke. I think they all did a really good job. Yeah. Man, was this film hard to watch. So, okay. like, okay, so as I'm watching this film, tonally like the tone of this film i felt couldn't make up its goddamn mind mm-hmm. like it it, it 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 like one fourth wanted it to be like a shakespearean play one fourth be like a trendy like avant-garde moulin rouge musical one fourth it wanted to be like bridgerton and then another fourth it just wanted to show like cool things <laughs> Like, Joe Wright is very famous for making period pieces and these, like, uh-huh. things. To, uh, he's made great films. He's made Atonement. Atonement mm-hmm. is a fantastic film. James McAvoy is in it. Uh, Pride and Prejudice. The Pride and Prejudice his version that he made yeah. with, what's her face? Kira Knightley. Knightley. Some yeah. people don't like it. I love that film. I think it's mm-hmm. a great film. I think it's perfectly cast. I love the music. I think it's a beautiful film to look at. The guy knows how to make a film. You know, uh, yeah. he made The Darkest Hour, which had a whole bunch of um, Oscar nominations. Mm. I just don't know what he was doing, Joe Wright, in this film. Because <laughs> it, it, the tonally, the tone just, like, kept giving me whiplash. And, like, yeah. it took about half of this film to get to a scene where I was like, oh, I like that scene. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I get that. Nick, it's so weird because I agree with you so hard about this movie. I liked it and I had a good time, but there were so many aspects Agreed. of it where I was Agreed. like, what the fuck is going on? The fact yeah. that I watched a musical and the whole time thought, man, I wish this wasn't a musical is shocking yes. to me. Yes. Because I love musicals. I am here for them. I watch so many things. I'm like, that would be a great musical. I am a man who is like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That would make a great musical. Should be a musical. Fuck yeah. Ninja Turtles, great (laughs) musical. Any, I... You can make a great musical of anything, I believe. Yeah. But this was the first time I was sitting there. I was like, man, I really wish this wasn't a musical. I was like, just say that. You don't have to sing it. Just say it. Just say it. Just say that. Yeah. So I think this is this is what I was trying to. Oh, thanks, Goose uh, Von Kaiser for raiding the party. Welcome, welcome. I think 
here's my problem with it. As soon as the first song started, as soon as Haley Bennett started singing the very first song, mm-hmm. I knew we were in trouble. Oh, no. Not because she did anything wrong. She's a she's a great actress. I don't know if you saw, what's that? What's the name of the film? The Devil That You Know, The Devil In no, All of Us. I haven't seen Netflix. that. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Devil, the, the devil All the Time. Honestly, fantastic film. I've almost given it to you. I really liked her in it. But mm-hmm. she's a fantastic actress. But when she is starts singing in the world, so okay, so in musicals, the reason okay. it's a musical, we have to go back. We, we, we've talked about it a million times. The reason musicals are musicals are because the emotions and everything happening are so intense that it must be brought into song. Mm-hmm. But in that magic, the world stops for that person to sing. In this movie, Joe Wright kept making the the the, the choice. To have the world keep going. I literally kept hearing the carriage rides and the people in the background <laughs> talking. And everyone else was still living their life as Haley Bennett starts singing the first song. And I was uh-huh. like, why can't I hear her sing? Like, what, what is happening? And also... They the music, gosh, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on the music. Making music is hard, but like all the music is like this weird Pygmalion fucking My Fair Lady like talk singing, where it's like I need them to either talk more to music or I need them to fucking sing the song. Yeah, they're not like singing the songs. Yeah. How did I, you feel when people started singing? I agree. I, I think that there was like maybe like two songs that I like. And and that Same. I like is maybe like even strong, but I, I was like, okay, I am enjoying my experience with these songs. But this one I liked, one I loved is actually adapted from a stage musical. Yeah. Which is also strange because I I didn't go on and listen to that version of things. So I didn't like this. So I was like, I'm not even gonna bother listening to the original. But I do wonder if the original might have been like a little better because sometimes movie musicals they'll change the songs and make them a little bit worse. Maybe <laughs> yeah usually. So I'm I'm curious about that. I have to go back and listen to that. It's just every time they broke out into song, I was like and maybe this is rude to say, but I just kept thinking, God, you guys just need to like go watch La La Land. Like it's just like there's like a way you break out into song, like and there's a way to do it, and it's still natural. Like take what you want from La La Land. You might not like it. You might hate it. I'm only using an example because I think that movie did a good, did a good job of what this movie was trying to do, where it's people are naturally talking, living their lives, and it breaks out into song. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. not like a big blowout. Everything stops. The lights change, mm-hmm. and that's fine. Yeah. I like those musicals too, but this chose to do neither one of those. It so was, I just don't know where it, it wanted to be. It was jarring whenever they started singing. I would say yeah, the, every, almost every time. Almost every time. I the when Peter Dinklage is fighting that guy on stage, that felt natural. Oh, the rap battle? The rap battle. That was pretty good. I like <laughs> that. That felt natural. That, that was dope. That was natural. Oh, can we t- Yeah, yo, uh, uh, uh okay, uh, we'll say in the songs. I was about to change topics. We'll say in the songs. So, okay. I like that. I liked I thought the the moment that I started to like this film was when Cyrano and Christian were talking through the doorway together. Yes. I thought yeah, it was yeah. a really nice scene. It was really it was well a good done. Scene. And that song like made sense. Like, yeah, and, and it, for sure. That whispery, talky kind of mm-hmm. thing. It worked really well, I thought. Yeah. Because of all the emotion. But I will say, and I, I like that song, but I was literally brought to tears from a fucking musical that I didn't like, that I didn't want them to burst down the songs <laughs> when they sang the song about the letters during the Yes. War. Oh, my God. That song that goes was so beautiful. hard. That song goes beautiful. so hard. It is trying it to make so you cry. Hard. And it succeeded. Ugh. I was like, they're yeah. sitting there just tearing up. 
It was so bad. So all these men are about to go on the front lines of the war. They realize they're about to die. It's a suicide mission. They're all, a couple of them are down in the, in the, what do you call the pit? Trenches? What do you call a pit in a war? <laughs> they're literally in the trenches. And the little boy is about to take their last letters and they sing a song. It's like, I have a letter here. This is for my girl who I never told her I loved her. And then and then the chorus of it was like, don't cry for me. Where where I land is going to be heaven. Yeah. And, and then it kept going to each person. Oh, God. And the conviction that each of these actors did. Oh, it was beautiful. I'm, I'm getting chills just remembering the song. Oh. And they did it perfectly. It was quiet mm-hmm. and like conversational and just a little bit of music. And that chorus like hit you hard. And yeah. the choruses didn't like everyone joined in. It was still just that one person yes. saying, don't cry for me. Where I die is where I'll be for heaven. And then the last guy was like, "My man, my, this is for my father. Mm-hmm. He's not a good man. He thinks he's going to hell. But tell him I'll meet him and I'll ring the bell. Oh, I'll ring the bell for him as he's and wait for him in heaven so he can come up there with me as I die oh, in this man. war. And then yeah. they all leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Tearing Beautiful. up. Just thinking about it. Just thinking about it. Tearing up. Just thinking about it. And, which is which is crazy. How a film that we're both kind of like <laughs> for like a lot of it. Yeah. Got to that moment. That out moment of nowhere was. Honestly, it's like that moment alone is better than some entire musicals that I've seen. Yeah, agreed. So, entire movies, entire mu- musicals, all of it. Which is so weird to Which me. Which is weird. So <laughs> because it's weird because it was possible. They had it. Yeah. They had Peter Dinklage. Uh-huh. Haley Bennett, I thought she's great. I think she's great. Yeah, she's great. They have the capacity to film and to make these musical numbers good. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why it's why like they... when Christian started singing a song through the barracks, I'm just like, what are you singing about? Who are you singing to? What's happening? What is this for? And all the soldiers are like. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Just, I usually love when people are dancing in the background, but I'm like, I why agree. are you doing it? I agree. Other than like even my dislike of it being a musical even though i love musicals i would keep that song like i would keep two songs i would keep him doing the little rap battle on the stage and i would keep the song in the i would keep the balcony too that was sweet that that didn't even need to be a song i was like just fine just as a scene honestly true because peter dinklage was like killing those words yeah uh, you know what? It, maybe that's what it was because because Haley Bennett and Cyrano with Pinker Dinklage, the way they were speaking was so good. Mm-hmm. They were so good with verse. Yeah, and they so, tried to keep some of the verse there. A lot of it, like with the rhymes and everything, yeah, yeah. the couplets. They tried to keep a lot of the verse, and and it worked. It, it felt natural. They delivered it well. It made sense. I wasn't like, oh, they're rhyming in these weird couplets. Like no, it worked. When people don't know how to do Shakespeare, it happens. Yes, you, you've seen bad Shakespeare. Oh, I've you seen know what bad I'm talking Shakespeare about. for sure. Lexi doesn't think she likes Shakespeare, and I promise her all the time. I'm like, baby, I promise you, you've just seen bad Shakespeare. When you see good Shakespeare, you don't feel that way. Yeah, you when understand. You see, when you see bad Shakespeare, you feel for sure. Yeah. No, good. Good Shakespeare so, so will get the message why, across. Even if you don't understand the words exactly, you'll understand the vibes. And it's great. Yeah, it's all feeling. But yeah, I I don't know what that disconnect was in the in the in the in the film. It was just this weird tonal shifts that just didn't, you know, I pay think to the show. The, for me, it was just like you had this very strong cast, this very strong director, this strong actors, yeah. like strong costume. Why pieces. was the song strong? <laughs> Everything was so strong and well put together. And then when it came time to sing, it was just everything went downhill and the quality of the film overall just dropped. Yeah. So agreed. I didn't, I was just like, it stressed me out because I was like, why is the thing that I came here for, for the fact that this is a musical, yeah. the, the thing I yeah. want to leave 
about. But Marcus, do you know what I did not come to this film for? What? Badass action. You know what I got? <laughs> like 15 minutes into this film? Badass action! A, a, a fucking fantastic oneer with a 50-year-old Peter Dinklage doing yeah. a lot of it himself. Hell yeah. And tearing these guys apart. That was, I was sitting there like, I don't know why people are singing. This isn't good. I don't know what's happening. And uh-huh. then they got in that hall, that dark hallway and it turned into a oneer. And yeah. Peter Dinklage started fucking swinging that sword around yeah. and taking out 10 guys. And I was like, this is better than Daredevil. Why is this so good? <laughs> yeah. When Peter Dinklage Whoa. shows up in the theater and he's like, you, you're bad at acting. Stop it now. I'll pay everyone's fee. Leave. I was like, man, fucking Peter Dinklage is cool as shit. <laughs> Yeah, that was a badass entrance. Yeah. Talking like the Phantom from over there. Uh-huh. And then he had that really cool sword fight with the one guy. And I loved, I love, I love when in the action. So, so some things in the movie are really good. I love in mm-hmm. the action where he kills that guy and he is so remorseful and sorry. Yep. And he like quietly puts him down. It says everything you need to know about his character. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You know? 100%. The man with the biggest sword doesn't have to flaunt it. You know what I mean? Like exactly, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's like he's not, he doesn't enjoy in it, you know? No. He's needed to be a badass. Yeah, exactly. And he's willing to defend his honor. He's a great fighter. He's a soldier. Like, you get all of that character across in that one scene. And that's great direction. That's great writing. Like, that's a lot of skill that it takes to get that done. But then I don't know who the fuck was in charge of music. <laughs> but then, but then we go from that. And we go from these awesome moments, and then we have a whole song and scene dedicated to the Duke being an asshole. <laughs> what was that song? Yeah, the actor was good. I just yeah yeah yeah. I didn't I didn't I needed another Cyrano song. I mm-hmm. wanted I I literally as that one I paused it because I knew I wasn't gonna like what happens. But yeah. as the music was going, I was like do 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 do. I paused it and I started singing my own Peter Dinklage song to Lexi. <laughs> she was like, "You go, baby." And I was like, oh, is this what I'll have to do? Do, 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 do. Is this what I'm gonna be? Do, do. You know? I like, that's it. the moment what I wanted, yeah. right? Yeah, As Cyrano sure. was, like, wondering what to do yeah. if he should let Haley Bennett get married, Roxanne get married, mm-hmm. if he shouldn't, stop the Duke or shouldn't. Like, that's what I wanted in that moment. I agree. Instead, we had the Duke running around. I was like, I take everything I want. It was too on the nose. Every all the songs were too on the nose. Like you look at a girl, yeah. she's like, "Oh, I'm about to get married," and she's like, "I want love. Can I find love? I need love." You're like, "Okay." We oh, fucking, I hated that song. We understand. I want we more. Get it. I want more. I want more. Whatever. whatever. Uh, yeah, and it was like oh, fucking. I get I it, dude. And then the villain song's like, "I'm an evil guy doing evil things." Twelly twirl my mustache, baby. And you're like, "No." Fucking shut the fuck up. And Zero didn't really get a cool song. Yeah. He didn't get like a moment of doubt song. When when all of the like writing in it is so well done, when the poetry is so great, when like you said, the verse is just so poetic and amazing. And then the songs are just like so stupid and so dumbed down. And you're like, what the fuck? Like the the levels, it just doesn't match. You have Cyrano being so like poetic and like intelligent, and then when he's singing, it's dumb, and he's not like it's un- it's one thing if he was being more vulnerable, and like that's yeah. what you were getting at. But it, it did happen during that. the balcony scene. It did happen during the balcony scene. Yes, like, yes, as yes. He was singing off the side, but that was the only time. Yeah, and it should have been the, the whole only movie. Time. Exactly. Yeah. And the love interest, 
who's who's also part of the love triangle he has a christian beautiful or, voice yeah. christian yeah he has a beautiful oh, yeah. voice he, he sang for like five seconds and i understand that that's no, part of his no character. he had two whole songs you just don't did remember because they were shit <laughs> did he have two songs man i <laughs> swear that guy sang for like two seconds <laughs> i did not remember uh, that i did not remember that, that being said I also I have a question for you because I'm just a little confused. Like, why would they make Roxanne so unlikable? Like, why would mm. they give her yeah. so like make her so vain and so vapid? I don't want to bring it up too much before we get into it, but in the half of it, when you had Aster, I thought that movie did a really good job of making it worth the trouble. Yes, of I agree. going after her. In this one, Roxanne, like she kind of like was not kind of she super manipulated the duke oh she was yeah like influencing right. the 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 course of war yep she was like she literally looked at a guy and then told her best friend yo fucking die so i can fucking get married to this guy like fucking yeah, get shit that's done. true yeah i'm not gonna give you nothing but can you fucking make sure this happens yeah. bitch let's yeah. go cyrano they I made her like, really unlikable him. and like she kind of yeah walked all over Cyrano and granted Cyrano is not yeah. doing a great thing either like he could have just confessed sure. his love 100%. for her and I understand his he insecurities should. but like she was not likable at all and I was like man the whole movie I was like Peter Dinklage just like you can do better my guy you can do so much better <laughs> uh, I thought and, and it wasn't Haley Bennett's fault I thought she did exactly what she was supposed to do beautifully yes like I think I agree. the balcony scene I really liked and I really liked her words in the final moments of the film, I thought her finding out it was Cyrano was actually pretty beautiful. I thought yeah. she did that really well. And it really looked like she looked like she was in love and she mm -hmm. realized who her real love was. Like, it looked like that. Right. Yeah. And that was sweet. Yeah. But why did I feel that way for her for the whole film? Whereas like that other stupid fucking film was fucking Netflix tween fucking movie. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Aster's worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. This is great. She's fucking totally lie, cheat, steal for her. It totally makes sense. Yeah. 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 Which is really interesting. I, I like that we're doing these two because we do have to come once we get to the second film. We'll be able to compare it to this one a little bit more and just the yeah. original story of Cyrano. But it, it, yeah, there was just so many things where I was like, that was done better over there. Yeah. I like the way the other half handled a lot of the, the storytelling, which the other half technically came out before this version of Cyrano. So they should have learned a thing. <laughs> uh, but this is also an adaptation of an adaptation of an adaptation. Exactly. So it's yeah. like there's, there's a lot that this had to work through and work with the very verbose, you know, words and music and but so I think I think overall the music the movie was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but it was so distract the things that were wrong are so distractingly wrong. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna notice the whole goddamn film. Yeah. But still worth watching for Peter Dinklage. I agree. I wanted you He's to watch the perfect this Cyrano. Because I thought he was the perfect Cyrano. I was like, man, like you watch a play that's been done a million, million times, right? Like Macbeth, Hamlet, or whatever. But then sometimes you watch someone perform it so well that they are just that character in your head now so like yeah. for me when i think of cyrano i'm gonna think of peter dinklage as cyrano same 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 100 percent agreed now do you want to quickly go over the plot of cyrano so we have it as a template for the next movie that we talk about before we transition into the next movie so cyrano it is grows up with childhood best de friend roxanne de bergerac cyrano de, de bergerac Bergerac. 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 I'm sure there's a very French way of saying this, considering it's French, but I'm going to say Bergerac. So, Cyrano and Roxanne grow up together. They're best friends. He's madly in love with her. It's unrequited love. She thinks of him as a bestie. We've seen this before. Then Christian shows up and he's like, hey, Cyrano, I'm joining the military. Blah, 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 blah. And 
Roxanne sees him and is like, holy shit, I want to fuck that guy. And Cyrano, you're just the man to help me fuck this guy. And Cyrano is like, God damn it, I thought you were going to confess your love to me, but I guess not. And since I love you so much, I'll help you fall in love with this guy or help you at least I'll help him live. I'll help him out during training and soldier shit. Then he finds out this guy's a dumbass and Roxanne values intelligence. So Cyrano does what? He writes his letters for him. Uh-huh. You do you and take over. I've knows- just been I did the first bit. Oh, OK, got it. <laughs> Got it. I was like, what are, you, what are you throwing at me? You're doing fine. I was like, you're doing great. I also just noticed in the chat, Darren said, world's worst villain anthem for the Duke. 100%. 100%. Give me Hunchback or Notre Dame Hellfire. Oh, anything. Hellfire. Yeah. God, yeah. let's go. That's, One of that's what that should have felt like. Yeah. 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 Or it should have felt silly like in Moulin Rouge when the Duke was singing like a virgin. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Hunchback. Oh, Hunchback and, and this Cyrano are like very similar. Yeah. For sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it's loosely, loosely based on Maybe. it a little bit. So then Cyrano starts writing letters for him. And it's going great. Everyone's happy. And then Roxanne's like, yo, let's get together so we can fuck. Yeah. And then Christian's like, hell yeah. And Peter uh, Cyrano's like, you idiot. You're not ready. And, yeah. and he's like, I don't need you no more. And then they meet up. And then Roxanne's like, tell me things. And the dude's like, uh, I love you. <laughs> and she's like, is that all? Uh, you're a flower. And she's like, what? I'm not a flower. How dare you? And uh-huh. then Cyrano shows up and was like, <laughs> Christian was like, you were spy- spying Cyrano? And he was like, yep. Uh, you ruined that. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> so then. So then Cyrano gets the lovely idea to, instead of doing the letters, to help him speak Romeo and Juliet style through the balcony. Mm -hmm. After uh, Roxanne sings a very bad song about needing more. And I was like, prove why in this film. Because right now you seem like you're more trouble than you're worth. You're very vain. It was weird. Maybe I I don't, I, I feel like maybe people's standards are, you know, their own thing. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? Reflect on yourself first. Before you talk about, like, what you deserve. Yeah. Also, like, who's Christian? Like, you haven't proven yourself either. The only the only person in my head that's worth a damn is Cyrano. That's pissing me I off agree. at this point. I anyway, agree, yeah. Anyway, Cyrano took out ten guys. He can mm-hmm. have a rap battle at, at the theater. He's, anyway, he's so, great looking. Then, I'm, I am pro Cyrano. I'm like, man, Cyrano's such a catch. What is he yeah. doing here? So he's a little short. Whatever. Yeah. He's hot. Short king Whatever. Cyrano. Let's go. <laughs> Yes. So they're speaking up to the balcony and the guy is trying to speak for him. And then the Roxanne's like, oh, why are there all these long pauses between what you're saying? And they're like, fuck. <laughs> and Cyrano's like, okay, I'll talk. And then he talks. And then Roxanne's like, why did your voice get deeper? And she, he was like, so, because I don't have to lie anymore about who I really am. And I was like, fuck, Cyrano, that was good. That worked. Yeah. No, I was and like, that's they dumb. Song. That did not work. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> you tell yourself lies when you want to be in love right Fair. fully coolly love makes you do stupid things yep, the that's whole true. adage so then they they fall in love and then i'm a little confused i feel like christian goes up and they fuck i thought uh there's thought a weird like fucked. amount of time that i'm sh- i'm not sure if a minute went by mm-hmm. or like an hour i'm pretty sure they went up i, and, I don't know they, they might have fucked. fucked they fucked well her hair was down yeah, yeah it yeah, was yeah. up and then it was down yeah so I know I only put my hair down for one thing. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let these hairs down. So then they fuck. And then the Duke sends a letter like, yo, you know what? You know how you've been manipulating me? Well, now I'm in love and I'm going to come home and we're going to fuck right now. Mm-hmm. Here's a priest. You want to get married? We can fuck. 
The priest can leave, not get married. We still gonna fuck. No matter what, I own you. We gonna fuck. Yeah. And then they're all like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" And then Roxanne's like, "Yo, Christian, marry me right now." And Christian's like, "Okay." And Sierra's no like, Sierra knows like, "Fuck." Yep. 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 So, so that th- and then, then I'm confused again because Roxanne's like, "Go." Hold up the Duke. Make sure we have time. And Sears is like, of course. Sierra just walks like in the alleys back and forth. Oh, he yeah. 100%. Yeah, that was kind of weird. He didn't do anything at all. He didn't do anything. And then the Duke shows up. And then we realize the Duke's like, <laughs> let's be honest. He couldn't last. It was probably one minute fully cool. He says, that's probably right. Christian's probably not a. Christian's probably somebody that needs like a little inspiration and uh, a little help uh, mm-hmm. to get things done. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So then the Duke is like, you know what? I'm pissed. You married you married this dude. Cyrano's being a dick. He killed the guy that I was probably fucking on the side. And you're all going to war. So he sends them all to war. It's super sad. Cyrano keeps writing letters to Roxanne behind Christian's back every yep. day. But whatever. Christian finds out. And Christian's like, oh, you fucker. You love her. And he's like, no, no, I don't love her. Oh, and then, God. but then Christian's like, honestly, like he's... Honestly, it's the first time Christian. I was like, "All right, Christian, you're trying to be." A yeah. He's like, no, you yeah. gotta tell him the truth. We gotta let's be honest. He was just no. Like, he was just a himbo. He's just a himbo. Himbo. Himbo's great. And I think the half of it got the himbo thing even better. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Paul in the half of it as the I love loving Paul oath is so like, much. oh my goodness. Anyway, so then there's war, and then they realize they're all about to die. So then they, Christian goes out to die. Again, I'm confused. Did Christian just run out so he could die right away because he was so sad? I like, think he so. Just, That's he what didn't it like, seemed like. Because he didn't try Weird. I, to survive, I feel. He just no, kind of ran out and was like, I am fodder. Kill me. Yeah. And then the weirdest thing happened. Mm-hmm. Three years later happened. I don't know why. I don't know why we needed three years. Three years Whatever. Later. You need a time jump. A good movie has a time jump. Why? <laughs> why? Well, apparently now Cyrano is disgraced. I don't know why. He should be a war uh, hero, but whatever. And he's like destitute and like dying. And Roxanne like works at a... Uh, hospital because she's a widow and he goes there every day and or once a week and today Mm -hmm. he went there and it's like she's like please let me read his last letter and he starts reading it and then she's like you know all the words you wrote it and he's like uh what (laughs) and she's like how dare you lie to me why would you ask me now why would you tell me now and he's like because they (laughs) this was so dumb because he was like today's my last day (laughs) and then he falls over and starts dying That happens, Nick. That happens. <laughs> Have you never been to a hospital before? You feel it. No, I didn't. Uh, Cyrano was too cool. Politicians had to pulse it to. I don't even know what that word is. Goose. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> but anyway, so Cyrano's dying, and he's like, "Yo, I'm dying." And Haley Bennett is finally like, "Oh shit, I love you." And honestly, yeah, very sweet moment. It was very that nice. I really I knew what was gonna happen. I knew he was just about to die and the movie was going to end, but I was pleading. I was pleading in my heart, please just let him live because of love and let them just leave on a happy ending because this movie's dumb. But nope, he dies. (laughs) She's crying. End of movie. That's how it ends. Yeah. Okay. Darren says if she doesn't get a 10 minute heads up of my time of death, she's going to be living. I know when I'm going to die. I will let (laughs) everybody know. I'll tweet it. I'll post about it on Facebook. I'm going to be like, I am dying in five minutes. <laughs> Say your goodbyes now. But that's Cyrano. But that happens in place. I feel like that happens a lot in old timey plays. Like they're sitting it on the deathbed. It happens in so many movies. We're like, you've seen the scene a thousand right. times, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick. No, don't leave. Nick, please. Don't I go to the last light. thing to say. What? What's the last thing? Don't eat my Cheetos. And what? What does that mean? 
Dad, what does that mean? Son, what does that mean? Lover, what does that mean? Oh, no. You're right. But here's my right? problem that with happens it. happens in so many movies. Here's my problem. How many movies do you know do a three-year time jump just to get to that scene so it's the end of the movie? That's Nothing true. important could have happened in those three years? <laughs> You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, it looks like... And then... I don't think And he then the disgraced. last thing he's, she says is, I love you. And he says, I love my pride. And then he dies. A very so important dumb. message. What's the message? He loved his pride more than he loved her. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> just saying. You're right. Just saying. All right, fine. And he knew it. He went out and was like, he had to tell her that he acknowledged that flaw of his. Well, Marcus, that's all I got to say about Cyrano. You got anything else? I do not. That was great. Uh, right. I guess, should we do the questions now for this part and then do the questions again for the next one? It's up to you. Yeah, let's do that. Nick, what did you think of the movie? Did you like the movie? Uh, I think... Did I like the movie? Did I walk away from the movie glad I watched it? Yes. Yeah, that's a win in my book, baby. <laughs> did I like the film? No. It was a train wreck. <laughs> but did I like having... Do I, did I like watching it? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I think it's a good film? No, I do not. That's my answer. <laughs> that's a complicated answer, but I'll accept it. You know what? In my head, all I heard film. was... Thank you, Marcus, for giving me this movie. So I'll take it. Oh, Crim in the chat. Pride comes before the fall. Marcus, I'm pretty sure that's how you're going to go down. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I'll be too proud to tell anyone I'm dying and then I'll die. I'm like, oh, fuck. That sounds right. He had a very curable disease. Oh, Marcus, here I am uh, saying all this shit. I need to resubscribe on Twitch to the Now Try This Cast podcast. But here's the thing. I don't need to waste any money doing it because I have Amazon Prime. So I connected my Amazon Prime to my Twitch, and now I just click use Prime sub, and now I'm subscribed to the channel. And now we get a couple bucks to help us out make the show. Golly gee willikers, Nick. That was fast. <laughs> it was easy, too. What's the next question? <laughs> that distracted me so much. Will you... What's the, what is the next question? Will you continue? Uh, would you recommend it? Would you recommend the movie? I'm so good at this. We've only been doing this for a year back. If anybody likes anything about this film, I would totally tell them to do it. I, I just would warn them ahead of time. It's not a musical. <laughs> it's yeah. I would it's, edit out all the musical they sing. clips. They sing. Yeah. But it's not a musical. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It didn't yeah. capture the musical vibe. But anybody that knows Peter Dinklage, I would definitely tell them to watch it because it's he's firing on all cylinders here. Now, the next question is, would you continue watching? But there's no more. Would you watch another adaptation with Cyrano? If they did a different musical? Marcus, I'm already two adaptations of Cyrano <laughs> in. I think I'm good for a little while. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Though, go ask me if I would watch a sequel to the half of it at the end, because you might get a surprising mm. answer. Well, Nick, speaking of adaptations. Oh, Krim never watched the half of it. Go watch it right now in the next 30 seconds and come right back. Yeah. You got time. We're going to, well, actually, we're going to cut to a game because it's game time, baby. We're going to play a oh, game, game time. real quick and then get to the half of it. Boop, boop, boop. Now try this trivia. Now try this trivia, now trivia, now trivia, now trivia this. And we're back. Yeah. I'll fully coolly crim says they'll pass. Well, I'm sorry. You're lost because the half of it. Well, is then you very can just good. listen to us talk about it. You'll have a great time. I promise. <laughs> okay, Nick, this game is called yeah. Adaptations. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Am I gonna, uh, let me guess what this is. Am I going to guess adaptations of popular movies? You got it. Nick, I'm going to give 10 you things a, I had about you. Tell me the truth. Nailed it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a category, right? It's going to categories, graphic novels, Ooh. plays. 
novels, right? So, and you are going to, I'm going to list a bunch of movies and you have to guess which one is not based on whatever is the category is, right? So this first category is novels. So I'm going to list a bunch of movies. You're going to tell me which one is not based on a novel. I would never, ever pull you out live on the podcast, but I feel like there might've been an easier way to play this game. Nick, it's been very stressful, okay? And this is a good game. It's quick. I'm ready. It's easy, and we have a whole other movie to talk about. I'm ready to play adaptations. Novels. Die yep. Hard, Clueless, Breakfast at Tiffany's, Amelie, and Adaptation. Which one of those is not based on a novel? Marcus, five is way too many. Holy <laughs> shit. Hold on. The five is too many. You need... Okay. Uh, no more judging on, no more judging on your game. Good, good, good. Let's see. I know Clueless is based on... Holy shit. But Clueless is based on a play, isn't it? Is that where this is? It, you, you were distinctly sa- you were distinctly asking me which one of these is not adapted from a novel. I'm not trying to play games with you. So if you... If you I will look into it and see if it's, ba- but it is based on something, something. Yes. You're more asking me which one's one, original. Okay. Content. One of these is an original screenplay. I think that's the best way of saying okay. it. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think Clueless is a Shakespeare play. I forget which one, uh, uh, but I could be wrong. So let's see. So I know Clueless is something. I'm pretty sure Die Hard is something. I'm pretty hmm. sure. I wonder. I don't know what, I don't know what adaptation is. We've done three uh, episodes of Die Hard, Nick, on the podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the first one's based on something. Sure, maybe. You, I oh, hope God, you yeah. would know. I'm really, I'm really excited if I make you wrong. That'd be that'd be my <laughs> crowning achievement in this game right now. What were the other two? Clueless, Die Hard adaptation, Breakfast at Tiffany's, uh huh, and Amelie. Amelie and adaptation. Okay, I don't know what adaptation is, so I'm not even gonna guess it. Amelie okay. and Breakfast at Tiffany's are where my head's at. I feel like Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's based on that song. Oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Isn't that Breakfast at Tiffany's? The song is based off of the movie. Nah, nah, it's backwards. I I, I hate you so much. Movie's based on the song. I'm pretty sure. uh, I could be wrong, but I feel like Breakfast at Tiffany's is based off of a magazine short story by Capote. Am I making that up? Did I just make that up? (laughs) By Truman Capote? I don't know. Did I make that up? I don't know, Nick. Maybe you should guess that or guess something else. Nick, Amelie. is that your final answer? Yes, because French don't copy shit. Nick, you're correct. The French don't copy shit because Amelie is right. <laughs> Die Hard is based on a book called Nothing Lasts Forever by Roderick Thorpe. Clueless like is based seven. on Emma by Jane Austen. Breakfast Emma! Tiffany's is based on the novella of the same name by Truman Capote. What? Amelie is original. Adaptation is based on The Archithief by C- Susan Orlean. Good job. That was great. Tell me, the truth. Tell me the Capote, truth. I was like, fuck. Are you, are you impressed? Are you not I'm entertained? I am impressed. I'm ready. Next one. I am ready. These are all graphic novels. Why did I know novels. that? <laughs> Nick, based on what's behind you, I assume you're going to get this easy peasy. Oh, you can almost see my flash shelf. I see. Well, I see fla- that f- the shelf with the flash characters is not the flash shelf. No. <laughs> I have a lot of flash things. I have a lot of flash things. So, oh, Fully Cooley says. You gifted a lot of flash things. Everybody knows I love the flash. Fully Cooley says that Capote pool was amazing. So, someone else is impressed. <laughs> I know. Flip that. That was fucking cool. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Uh, okay. So, so what? Uh, graphic novel. Graphic novels. First one, Road to Perdition. Second 100% one, is. The Mask. The 100% is. Ex Machina is the third one. The fourth oh. one is Snowpiercer. And the fifth mm-hmm. one is Old. 
Old the M. Night Shyamalan movie? is an original screenplay. Old the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Okay, it's 100% either old or the third one you said. One, two, and four were definitely graphic novels. Road to Perdition, I had it on my shelf because I knew it was a comic book mask mm-hmm. i also know is a comic book. uh-huh uh mask ex is machina. a wild a- comic book have you read it i've never read it it's no, wild no <laughs> ex machina as in the domino gleason movie yeah because there is an ex machina comic it's not that but it has nothing to do with that so i'm pretty sure that's original and i know that's one of your favorite if not your favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. Yep, it was for a long time. I don't know if it's been upseated by anything. It's prob- it probably has. I haven't thought about what my favorite movie is, but for a long time that was my favorite movie. It, Hereditary might for a good been five years. Out. That was your favorite movie. Yeah. What what movie? Hereditary. Oh, Hereditary is pretty great. I love that movie. And what was number four? Snowpiercer. Yeah, that's hundred percent that comic book. Okay, so okay. let's see. Ex Machina or old? I feel like old is oh, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> Hereditary. <laughs> you got called out in the chat. Maybe you're right. I have to rewatch both of them. I have to rewatch both of them and see which one I like more. <laughs> I loved Ex Machina for a long time. It was my favorite movie. Yeah, but you haven't watched it for a while. Hereditary exactly, threw yeah. you for a loop, right? Yeah. It was so different. I've watched Hereditary more times now than I've watched Ex Machina. So maybe I need to go back I'm and watch Ex Machina again. pretty sure the answer is Ex Machina. I will go with that final answer. Nick, you're correct. Oh, my God. Well, I'm the king. Good job. Good job. Yes. Road to Perdition is based on the graphic novel by Max Allen Collins and Richard Pierce Rayner. The Mask is based on the comic book, The Adventures of the Mask. Ex Machina, original screenplay. Snowpiercer, based on Les Transportations by Jacques Loeb. And yeah. Old is based on Sandcastle by Pierre Oscar Levy and Frederick Peters. I didn't know that last one. I, I did watched not know that last one. A very long video about the graphic novel that Old is based on. It's really interesting. That is interesting. Have you watched mm-hmm. the movie? I have, yeah. Was it worth watching even for how bad it was? Nick. Yeah. I I liked the uh-huh. movie. I just like Are you one of the only people? <laughs> I thought it was bad. You just got called out by oh, your when girlfriend. Did I when watch did you old? watch old? <laughs> I just without I just, you. I had apparently. it on at work. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch this. So I watched it and I liked it. Should I wait to watch it because I might get it someday? No, it's not good. It's not a good oh, movie. Okay. But since the world hated it, my bar was so low that I was like, eh, I kind of liked it. There's parts I liked about it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it. All right, what's the last category? Uh, the last place? one is place. All right, let's see if I can go full sweep, full, clean sweep here. Okay, Nick, mm-hmm. an officer and a gentleman. She's uh-huh. the man driving Miss uh-huh. Daisy. Uh huh. War horse. Uh huh. And moonlight. Wow. Well, I'm shocked because I so know the answer. Yeah. War horse. The Steven. The Steven. The Steven Spielberg film was a hundred percent a a play. She's the Man is based off a of Twelfth Night by Shakespeare. Yep. Uh, what's the last one you said? Driving Miss Daisy? No, no. Moonlight. Moonlight, Moonlight, Moonlight. was the last one you said. Yep. I know Moonlight was because the same guy who made the play made the movie. It was a big deal that he came up. Mm-hmm. And I loved that film. Uh, so I was really paying attention to that. And then the, what was the second one you said? She's the Man? No. No, the third one. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy. I'm pretty sure Driving Miss Daisy was a play. I'm pretty sure. So what was the first one you said? An officer and a gentleman. Now, hold on, though. That sounds like it could be a play. Hold on, though. <laughs> hold on, though. Okay. Oh, I'm not so sure anymore. It's one of those okay, two. Yeah, it's 100%... I feel like you've been pretty good. You've been pretty good at this game. Uh, hold on, though. Hold on, though. Hold on, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. An officer and a gentleman. While you're thinking, I will say this. I would watch old again, 100%. So if anybody wants to watch old with me, let me know. 
I want to. Maybe we can have a watch party. Is that allowed on Twitch? I don't know. No, <laughs> Who cares? I'm not Shyamalan <laughs> shitty movie. If it's on Amazon Prime, you can. Oh, okay, good, good. We'll watch um, it. Oh, shoot. Driving Miss Daisy. My instinct was to say the first one. Uh-huh. But because I'm pretty sure Driving Miss Daisy was a play. But all the other ones, I'm like really sure. Okay. okay. Officer and the Gentleman, I don't know. I know it's it's one of those older movies. It's got like fucking Richard Gears or some shit, right? Uh-huh. Let me see is it Richard Gere? I'm looking. Like, I gotta look. It's not like it's going to influence my answer. I just, I just want to know if I'm thinking of the right movie. An Officer and a Gentleman has Richard Gere in it. Yeah. I'm going to guess that. I'm going to guess An Officer and a Gentleman. Nick, you're right. Good job. Yeah. Hell yeah. Three for three. Killed it. That was pretty good. I am a cinephile. That was really good. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, nice. So Darren actually made the game, and she originally oh. <laughs> put my big fat Greek wedding as the one that didn't have an adaptation. And then I Googled uh-huh. it, and it was like, no, that was based on a one-woman play called My Big Fat Greek Wedding or something. So it was funny. Because it's like, man, score. That that's one, right. <laughs> that one was a trick. It almost was a trick question where all of them were plays. I, I take back my harsh criticisms of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, no, it ended up being really fun. Uh, it was like the perfect amount of heart. Uh, oh, great, great job. Viewers need an Amazon Prime as well for a watch party so if everyone has well, amazon good. prime sign up for amazon prime and then give <laughs> us your free prime sub here on twitch yeah there you go that's the solution right there baby okay nick back into podcast mode i just closed the window i needed hold on one second what is this that's fine because called? we're about to talk about the half of it the half of it is a 2020 netflix movie a coming of age movie directed by ellis Wu, starring lee lewis in the cyrano heart and it came out on netflix a couple years ago i missed the boat on this not for any real reason it got like a good amount of hype people were talking about it there were trailers around people were looking Mm -hmm. at it i just i was busy it was 2020 right before the pandemic right into the pandemic Mm -hmm. right that was right during the pandemic yeah 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 Yeah, it was was, during the pandemic i was just like i was like i'm not watching anything right now but you watched it and you've been on this sitting on this for a couple years now why'd you uh want to give me the half of it so i wanted to give you the half of it because i am not a rom-com guy nothing against rom-coms but most almost all of the rom-coms i've ever watched are because you've made me watch them for this podcast yeah so i do not normally go out of my way to watch rom-coms but this came up and darren is a huge rom-com fan and so i was like you know what let's watch this together i i watch anything you know me i'm down to watch anything if you want are excited about something i will watch you i will watch it not watch you i'll watch it (laughs) But I will watch you watching it. I will watch you it. watch it. So she put on this movie and I was like, immediately I was in it. I was captivated by it. I thought the acting was so much better than I thought it was going to be. The characters were so endearing and likable. Everything about it just really vibed with me. And I sat down after watching it and immediately I was like, fuck, I would watch that again. Like, I don't think wow. that about movies very often where I would watch them a second time. And I was like, man. I, I want to watch that again. And so I knew I was going to give it to you for the podcast, even if it was just an excuse to watch the movie again. And so I figured that would be a good time because we were doing another adaptation of Cyrano. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. So this film starts and right away you're introduced to Ellie Chu, who works, who lives in this time of Squamish, this shitty town where she lives with their dad and helps him do stuff for the train station. I honestly was a little con- confused about the whole train station thing. But ba- but basically, the dad went there to work there and move up the ranks, but his English wasn't good enough, and his degree was from China. 
so he couldn't ever get past just being the guy that like flipped the switch. Yeah, but then well, the wife died and he got super lot, sad. Right? What do you mean? Like th- that story happens a lot. Like you have a lot of people who come to this country to work a job. They are doctors in their own country or whatever, and they end up having to like be janitors or something here because it's just like their degree doesn't. We don't accept it here for whatever reason. So yeah, so it's that story. Yeah, that that's not what I was confused about. The thing that I was just confused about was so basically. He got his wife died and then he got stuck at this train station, just hitting the signal. But he's too sad to do it. So she does it every day. Basically. Yeah. Basically it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 the whole film, I felt really bad for them, but, uh, but in the back of my head, I didn't have this. I kept having this inkling sensation where I'm just like, dude, just make the dead, like go do his job. Like, like, (laughs) listen, I get it. Be be sad. Be depressed. I get it. Listen, as a high-functioning depressive, I totally understand what it's like being depressed. But I also go to my fucking job. Like I, I'm just saying, like, I, you got a fucking daughter. Like get off your ass. Like he seems like he's like making jokes about the TV uh-huh. and like eating, and he seems fine. And I'm like, go then go do your job. Do something. What is this? My my question was, what is this dad doing all? day long he's doing part of his job i think he does part of his job he had like a little device from the window that he was doing it right oh did i no i, I missed that. that's did. what i'm saying that's why i was so confused okay maybe that was happening okay maybe he was doing stuff and she's at school the train passion, comes during school hours so he's doing the no, job because when sometimes. she was with aster remember she said the train the train only comes two times a day oh fuck you're right <laughs> and she's there and she's doing it oh no you're right yeah no he's not doing the train you're right. He's just too depressed. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Hey, parents be so like then, that though. Sometimes yeah. parents they, are like they that. Are. They are. They really, really are. But then, then you get this, the Cyrano thing. Then you get the Cyrano thing where Hall. Oh, but I guess before that you find out Ellie is writing essays for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, so is, which at first I was confused about, but then I was like, good business model. You're fucking making is she Honestly, she's up. making a killing. So basically she, you find no, out she that wasn't. she's. She was writing $20 an essay. Wait, she was charging $20 an essay? Yeah. Good. She's making a killing. She's doing good. A whole essay for 20 bucks? Yeah, that's pretty good. No, that's Nick, just the worst. At least 40. Nick, in college, I needed money. So I found a website where you do people's homework for them for money. And I got I like a dollar per homework assignment. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. The going rate for essays was like max $5. It was like really not a lot. Krim in the chat said I would have got my dad fired for not doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then I'm mistaken. I wasn't privy to the doing other people's homework. Oh, the game. business of doing other people's homework is hard. Never mind then. Okay. She was killing it at Kill. 20 bucks a pop. Doing four or five a week. All right. Never mind. The teacher was like, oh, you had six different interpretations of this like she one thing. Four. Oh, she said four. 80 bucks in your pocket right there. Every week. Every week. Right. Hell yeah. All right. But then Paul, the inarticulate football player, as mm-hmm. Wikipedia says it, asked her to help him write a love letter. And then we start with our Cyrano shit. Yes. So basically the premise is he is in love with this girl, Aster, Aster, and he doesn't know how to impress her. He knows she's intelligent. She's beautiful. He knows that he cares about her, but he also doesn't know what love is necessarily, which I think is a huge part of the movie. Um, And neither does Ellie. They just know they have feelings. Yeah. I think right away, I think this movie is interesting because the other Cyrano was dealing with the themes he was dealing with with the same premise was mm-hmm. like pride and like you know how to what like how to express your love but this 
teen drama is like I feel like hitting the question what is love way harder I agree. than this old timey inverse fucking yeah. Joe Wright film. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. wild. Yeah. They do a better job of interpreting that message and figuring out what is love and also like taking the same sort of feeling of like Cyrano having so many self-doubts and not feeling confident enough in his self because of the way he looks. They took that and translated that to sort of Ellie being from a small town and being gay. And and I think that transfer worked really well for the film. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So. So then we just, I don't, I don't want to go B for B, but then we get uh, the back and forth of Paul and Ellie getting together to write the letters to figure mm-hmm. out what to say to Aster. And then eventually it does the 21st century thing where it goes from being, goes from being a letter thing to a text thing. They go on like ghost app or something and she's yeah. writing for him through the text messages. Yeah. Which but is a great right away, way of modernizing this whole thing too yeah which we didn't even talk about the the real way that this movie i think right away this movie captivated me because ellie has a crush on aster Mm -hmm. right away yeah but the way it handles that crush is so much better than cyrano because it just has this added layer of in their community it seems like she's not supposed to yeah or she doesn't she hasn't grappled with what that feeling is yet mm-hmm. or she hasn't said it aloud to herself or she doesn't know what the feelings are all she knows is when she talks to her she likes talking to her yeah and like she hasn't gra- ra- grappled with that yet so the love triangle in this has like these extra layers of like doubt and repression and um anxiety that are just yeah. um it makes it so much more real yeah for sure as they're dealing with this stuff mm-hmm. yeah and it's interesting, too, because there's like they play with the dynamic a little bit more, too. Right. Like, you know, the story and, you know, the plot line of Cyrano, you know how this normally would go. And I feel like they try to subvert it a little bit to really emphasize the messages that they're trying to get across. You know, like there's a, there's also a little side plot of like under the love umbrella of like what is friendship love? And what does that look like and how that can kind of be misinterpreted as well? Marcus, I think the most powerful part of this film is the friendship between Ellie and Paul. Mm -hmm. Ellie and Paul finding out that they're best friends as this story progresses was beautiful. I agree. Ellie thinking that Paul is just a dummy that like just likes a pretty girl, but then Mm -hmm. like finding out about his family and how he has to work at the sausage place and he wants to change the recipe and he has these like ideas of like grandness uh, for in another circumstance wouldn't even be that grand but for him like that's like his dreams and it's like him reaching and then for paul to see ellie who's this quiet smart girl and realize that she has all this heart and all this love and all this these things she's dealing with and how adult she is because of all the things she's doing with her father and how then they start to help each other not with the letter writing but like in their lives like the fact that Paul is getting better at running and he gets better at football because mm-hmm. of Ellie and the fact that Ellie is like sending these letters for him to get food credits and the fact that Paul is helping her dad be less depressed and having Ellie open up and the the way he handed her the guitar at the talent show was fucking like real fucking yeah love yeah yeah so much so that paul doesn't know what to do with it yeah and thinks he's falling in love with ellie and kisses her yes which was i was it was a really awkward scene because then aster also walks in on them when he tries to kiss ellie and he's confused and she's confused and aster's like what the fuck is going on here and so there are a lot of emotions there 
And yeah, I, I at first I found myself being like, oh, I hate this scene because it's like, oh, it, it's like he's forcing himself on yeah. her and it's like weird. And but then I, I understood it a little better after watching it the second time and like realizing that it's just it's just that friendship thing. Like love is sometimes confusing, especially between like different like genders and people being attracted to someone else. And like and so, I mean, a lot of people end up sleeping with their friends or people in their friend group or whatever like that because it's just like it's that connections already there so it makes sense that yeah. he confused that especially being so young and not yeah. having experienced love ever before so i was less offended by it the second time watching it. yeah i was i was so taken aback during that scene too when he was like it's a sin and i was mm -hmm. like what is that where they yeah. were going but then the way it handled the religion the fact that ellie the aster's father is a priest the fact that mm -hmm. she pays at the church the fact that paul's family the fact that the fact that this is when Paul won me and I was like, Paul, you could do new. You could do no wrong. Yeah. When he Googled, how do you know you're gay? <laughs> and he disagrees with her. He as a fundamental, if you asked him, is gay? OK, he would have been like, no. But he thought, well, if gay is not OK, but I care about Ellie. If Ellie's gay. Is gay OK? And he was like, I need to make this journey. Yeah. And he makes that journey within the course of this film mm -hmm. very quietly, very humbly, very internally, very honestly. I was like, wow, Paul's a good dude. Yeah. No, <laughs> Paul know? is such a sweet guy. And I like that yeah. um, Darren makes a point in the chat that the movie's more about their friendship than it really is about this love triangle, which I, I feel love, like, I love that. Honestly, is something that was missing from the original Cyrano. Like these two guys have been bonded especially in the version that we watched they went to war together for like god knows how long yeah they imagine if you saw them connecting during that time together instead of cyrano yeah. running around behind his back writing letters to his wife roxanne yeah i think i think they tr i think the actors had that in the movie but they just didn't give time like yeah. they had too much busy singing about the duke <laughs> But I also think a really strong part of this is what we were saying earlier about the other film was Aster as a character here felt like a character. She felt like she had dimension and mm -hmm. purpose. Like she was conflicted about her boyfriend who her small town boyfriend who wanted to marry yeah. her. She was conflicted about her father being the priest. She was conflicted about being an artist. And then she finally was starting to the reason she was falling in love with the words of Ellie given to her by Paul was because they were giving her the support she needed to maybe be an artist and to yeah. be true to herself. Whereas Roxanne fucking the reason she was falling in love with the letters, like, Oh my God, someone actually loves me and has yeah. nice words about it. Yeah. Exactly. And is it just saying they love me? Wow. Yeah. They're, they're worth my time. And Aster's like, wow, this person loves me. And they like, see me better than i see myself mm -hmm. and sometimes that's why you fall in love with a person right like they they see more in you than and you, you even see yourself. yourself yeah yeah that's like i feel there's so many aspects to love right that's but true. i feel like one big one that i've always wanted in my life from a, a partner uh and now i'm lucky enough to get it is you know i think of myself okay but i, I don't have the best self-esteem and, and i think i'm gonna accomplish things but you know the when you're standing there saying, I don't know, these are my dreams and I kind of want to do them. And your partner is like, well, you're, there's like no question. You are going to do them. Mm -hmm. Of course you're going to do them. Yeah. There's no question. And just like in this movie, when she's like, I don't know, I like art, you know, and Ellie's like, that brushstroke, that brushstroke over here. It has all this blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, they, they're falling in love. Yeah. No, you know? I agree. I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing when your partner can support you. And I think that's what they're all looking for. Yeah. 
you know, all three of them are looking for someone to support them and not, you know, just like and be there for them and see them, you know, like Paul is like he's kind of he's not he doesn't struggle with like popularity or whatever, but he is buried in like his family and his life. And there's so many he has so many siblings, so he's never really like noticed, but he's always working hard quietly in the background. That's like core. So he's not being seen because he has too much going on at home. Ellie's not being seen because she's just like too busy working in the station and helping her father out and stuff. So she doesn't have anyone. And Aster, while she may seem like she has her shit together and is so popular, her her true self, she feels like she has to hide because she has to live up to this like popular girl stereotype. Yeah. And then I'll also say another thing that I really loved about this film was... I've seen coming-of-age films. I've seen coming-of-age films with same-sex couples. I've seen coming-of-age films of all different types. But but something that I have seen a lot of in mainstream guy-identifying, girl-identifying couples uh, is... I, I've seen it so much where in the coming-of-age story, there's that there's that moment, that almost like magical moment when like adulthood and like real feelings are all coming to a head and Mm -hmm. and it happens in all films in different times especially in coming of age films but but in this film the scene where ellie and aster almost go like play hooky that day when paul isn't there and they go around to the train station and then they go to the lake and then that that scene for me is 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 just something so beautiful and magical that i that i rarely get from same-sex coming-of-age stories because Mm -hmm. i feel like there's so much you know what it is i think a lot of -of same-sex uh coming-of-age stories there's so much focus on the coming out of the being gay of the like here i am being different Mm -hmm. whereas the truth is they're not different but the movie is about that thing it's about like love simon i love that film i think Mm -hmm. it's a great film but it's about being gay Mm-hmm. It's about coming out. This film is not about coming out. They are coming out. They are experiencing a same-sex relationship yeah. for the first time. But it literally was only about Aster and Ellie falling in love. Mm-hmm. And especially in that scene where I don't know if Aster knew it was happening yet. Ellie definitely knew it was happening. But I think Aster, the way the actress did it, you could see it in her face and eyes really well, I think, as yeah. they were talking and finally opening up. They were falling in love, you know? And you don't get that a lot in stories like this. And I really appreciated how normalized it was, how quaint and simple and teenagers falling in love it was. You know, yeah. it's just something you rarely get. And I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. Like, it's sort of the same problem you have with so many other movies where it's like, oh, this isn't the like nuclear family that we're seeing on screen. So we have yeah. to address what makes them different and focus on that as a core like pillar of the film. Whereas you're like, yeah, OK, like this is just like, no, it's a normal thing. They're falling in love. And yes, we deal with the like. Uh, being gay and having to come from a small town that's definitely part of it but it's not like the main focus of the whole thing exactly you yeah. know what i mean yeah uh, but I really um it. i was gonna say i feel like something you said kind of like made me also kind of realize another thing i like about this movie is that yeah when you have young people falling in love in a rom-com it feels like you're watching the end of their life like the movie ends and their life ends. And I can't really picture it other than being 18 and getting pregnant way too early and working at a Walmart. You know, like that's that's what I picture at the end of a lot of like teenage romance movies. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah, like 
they've worked so hard to find this love and they love them forever and it's like and then it ends and it's like i don't i don't see a future for these characters where they aren't miserable but yeah i feel like this movie ended in a way that like i absolutely loved where it seemed like they had this huge experience and it was going to influence their future decisions but they were off to go make future decisions afterwards the end of the movie and apart too like this person that they were in love with isn't their whole life they all have existences outside of this dynamic yeah and that's so much more true to life right because Mm -hmm. i've been in love many times with uh high school people and i thought that was it and i would and i've told you the tales of who i've been in love with and i'm sure it sounded like one of these movies sometimes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then i thought in that moment that that was it that was done and now looking back i just think about how it's shaped me and how it's influenced the next decisions i've made which you see in this film yeah Uh, especially i love that scene with aster and ellie finally having that last talk together and aster being like not not mad about what happened, but yeah. like thankful in a way of like, you know, she didn't say it, but she was like thankful of like now I'm gonna go and try to be an artist and like try to figure myself out. Yeah. And she and she like, you know, in so many words was like, I don't know who I love. I don't know what's happening, but I but I don't know how to love me right now. So I'm gonna figure that out. And then LA was like, Yeah, you totally do. Yeah. But then very sweetly like gave her a big kiss and said, I hope you I hope you hurry. And then she, but she didn't stop. She left Grinnell. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that was amazing. Yeah. I also liked that Aster as a love interest was a fully fleshed out character with her own wants and needs and beliefs. Rare. And I feel like in yeah. in rom-coms, that is such a rare thing. Like the love interest is an object. They're just a thing yeah. to be obtained, whether they're a man or a woman. It feels like they are a thing to be obtained. And then at the end of the movie, you got it. You got the prize and yeah. you won. And it's like, I it, it love doesn't work like that. People don't work like that. People are more complex. People evolve and change. And I like to see that this person was three-dimensional. Yeah, you're describing the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, the, the love interest yeah. that exists to let our main character grow. Yes, and but it's not just the Manic Pixie Dream Girls. It's a lot, like, even regular-ass rom-coms. A, Richard Gere has been but... this thing to, to fucking someone in a movie before, too. Like, it's just, I don't know. They're just so one dimensional. It happens. It's usually the woman. But yes, yes. But you're, you're right. right. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think I think for me, I think the reason this movie really shines are those quiet moments. The director has such a good take. The, the shots they're making and everything, mm-hmm. they oh, really, yeah, sure. really have a story to tell. And it's very distinct. And I loved it. Alice Wu did a fantastic job. But I think the place that shines are those quiet moments. The quiet moments of them all sitting in the living room, the three of them, Paul, the dad, and Ellie. The mm-hmm. the the small scenes where they're like in the train station trying to come up with what to say to Aster. The small moments of like Paul taking Ellie to her first party and then taking her home to God, tuck yes. her in bed. Yeah. You know, like those small moments of are like real love and like real mm-hmm. tenderness of like yeah. showing us what it's like to be a kid and figuring it out and, I agree. and living for something other than yourself. It was really sweet. Yeah. The movie was overall just really sweet and genuine. It felt sincere in a way that a lot of movies don't feel sincere. Yeah. It felt like the Agreed. writer, it felt like Alice Wu in her directing and in her writing captured like the human experience in a way that I feel like sometimes movies are made by sociopaths who haven't ever had a real life experience. And you're like, mm, yeah, okay. Have you ever been in this situation? And they're writing a fantasy version of whatever scenario. And I feel like this feels real 
this feels like real people living their lives. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> uh, I sorry, mean, I was looking at the Wikipedia to see if there's any other information. No, but not really. No, I think that's it. I feel like it is great. <laughs> she literally only has two feature films to her name, and they're both so good. I, I want to watch the other one now. Yeah. I'm excited to see if she does something else uh, soon. But Marcus, uh, is there anything else you have to say about the half? It's it's funny because we have so much more to say about Cyrano, but that was the shit on it. This movie was so good. I have so little <laughs> to say. It was just great. It was I, a great film. I mean, I don't know if we've done, done a good enough job of talking about this movie, but I think that Alice Wu is an incredibly talented writer and director. All these actors are so endearing. And if you haven't checked it out, I urge you to go check it out for yourself. Yeah. Agreed. Nick, got a couple questions for you, bud. What's up? Did you like the movie? God, I love this film. Yeah. This was such a good film. Yeah. This was uh, such uh, a good, uh, uh, it's a great uh, rom-com, uh, uh, great uh, uh, coming of age story. Great, um, great, great film featuring an Asian American lead. Mm-hmm. Great film. It's written and directed by a woman of, uh, of color. It, so, so many pleasant things about this film that I'm just like, wow. Why didn't I watch this? I'm such an idiot. (laughs) I feel like it slept on. I don't, I know people really liked it, but I don't, I feel like it didn't reach as many people as I thought it would have. It's a quiet film. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, it's not a big bombastic in your face thing. It's, it's subtle and quiet, but it like makes you contend with what is love and baby. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. You know, don't hurt me no more. Indeed. Nick, Would you recommend the film? Uh, yeah, to everybody. To anybody, to everybody. Everybody nice. should watch this film. Fuck yeah. Uh, every, everybody at some point had to... real. Everybody at some point had to contend with the fact that they needed to make a decision mm-hmm. on what love meant to them. And that's what this movie's about. Figuring out what love is. You know? It's mm-hmm. so relatable to everybody. You know, it doesn't matter if you didn't work at a train station or didn't, you know have your your father's not from china or you're not a lesbian it, like none of those things matter yeah like because the principle of this film is figuring out what love is and we can all relate to that so hard i agree god the dad was also a good character i love that, was that he was like he watching was movies and he was sad but he really loved his daughter oh yeah. man he thought he was between they were him dating. and paul when paul was telling him to stop being fucking sad and let his daughter fucking do shit yeah that was a great scene i loved it it was really heartwarming okay and the dad talked to paul in chinese and paul's just getting there like what yeah what yeah. but he I like got that. it somehow because really good. that happened so many so much movies people will just speak english to someone else and we're like yes you never see that happen in reverse I liked it. Yeah. Would you watch a sequel if there was one? A hundred percent. I think they should make us. I'm I'm very rare. I'm rare in the sequel game. I am rarely mm-hmm. like make me more of this one and done story because this story is so perfect. It's so yeah. perfect as it is. But would I mind finding out what Ellie, Paul, and Aster are up to in college? Hell and what yeah. happens? Hell yeah, I'd be yeah. up for it. Honestly, make it into a show. Make it Hell a fucking yeah. series. You can I'm call there. it the these, other these half actors of it. And actresses. <laughs> It's pretty good. The half of it. The other half the of it. The other I love half. Love it. I love it. Yeah. I think it would be fantastic to watch. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's it, Nick. That's all that's of it. That's it. We're excited. Now, usually, this is when I would give you... Oh, we didn't make it to the Patreon today. Oops. Oh, well. Well, now this we can. This is when I would <laughs> give you my challenge, but I'm not going to give you my challenge because this week's next challenge is going to be... We don't know yet. Because the patrons are deciding. That's right. Mm-hmm. At patreon.com slash now try this cast. Every $5 tier member gets to submit every month their challenge. And then everybody that gives just a dollar 
gets to vote on those submissions to decide what we are doing once a month at the beginning of every month. So right now, if you are listening to this live, or maybe even listening to the recording, you might still have a chance to go to patreon.com slash cast and vote to decide what our challenge is going to be next month. And that will be what we do. Hell yeah. Also, I do want to mention we did a Pokemon Arceus, uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus giveaway over Woo. on our various social media channels. And we want to thank everyone for participating. After this, we're going to go pick the winner and post it on social media, or at least post that we reached out to them. We don't want to dox them. No, and no, no. We'll uh, we'll let them know what's we'll up. Put their home address. We'll post some picture, Facebook profile pictures. The name we'll of their everything. firstborn son. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be picking the winners, reaching out to them. And if for some reason they don't respond within a reasonable amount of time, maybe we'll pick someone else. But thank you for participating yeah. and sharing and liking and all that stuff. And guys, you can follow us everywhere at Now Try This Cast on all socials. You can also go to NowTryThisCast.com to find out everything we're doing. Twitch.tv slash NowTryThisCast is where we stream every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can also leave us iTunes or Spotify reviews, five stars, if you do not have the money to contribute or subscribe at this time. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Nick. Love it. Okay, guys, I think that was everything. So thank you for joining us. Good night. And remember to go out there and try things. Good night. I feel like we should do Batman. I'm so excited for that one. You are. You're excited. I am excited. I think it could. You think it's gonna be a good movie? No, because I. Oh, I just it. want I new Batman content. I didn't like the like for me. I didn't like the Christopher Nolan movies. So like, you didn't like the Dark Knight at all. I liked half of the Dark Knight movie. All of the parts without Batman, I liked. All of the parts so with you like Batman, the Joker, I hate you it. Like Two Face, you yeah. like Alfred, yeah, you like yeah, you even like Bruce Wayne. It just wasn't the, your Batman, exactly. I so it was a pre- it was a good this movie. Should be him being a detective again. It should be yep. like the things you actually like. The things I like about Batman like about are actually happening in the movie. So well, maybe we'll see. <laughs> exactly. So we don't know. So that's why I'm excited no idea, because yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm optimistic. I'm like, this could be good. It could be absolute dog shit. But at least well, listen, I feel I feel nothing. So if you want to challenge it, you go for it. When's it come out? March 5th. I don't know. Some shit like that.